0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new podcast from ACUI Region 8. We're excited to bring you relatable and interesting content on all things higher ed, where we meet campus community builders from the US, Ireland, and the United Kingdom, and we get to explore the challenges we face as we attempt to cultivate connection and enhance the student experience. And your co-hosts are...
1: Jesse Santer from University of Massachusetts Lowell. Joanne Dunbar, also from University of Massachusetts Lowell.
0: And me, Ian Russell, from Manute University in Ireland.
1: Welcome to the info desk. Today, we are taking a deep dive into our upcoming regional conferences and talking all things Ed Sessions. We are joined by Cheyenne Alexander from the University of Massachusetts Lowell and Zach Lomas from Rutgers University Camden, who serves, at, both serve on the educational teams for region seven and eight. So welcome. Thank you.
2: Yeah, and we are going you.
1: to get right into it. Um, we would love for both of you to share a little bit about your role on the conference planning team and maybe something that you really enjoy about being a part of ACY.
3: Cheyenne, you wanna kick us off? Sure, uh, so my name's Cheyenne Alexander. I use she, her pronouns and I'm on region 8's conference planning team as a student education coordinator. Um, so I'm doing student experience for undergraduate, graduate, as well as like um, it's student experience and Ed Sessions as well. So it's like a little bit of mix of both. We recently kind of updated our conference planning team. So the positions changed around a little bit. Um, So that's a little bit about my role there. I feel like there's a lot more that's involved with it, but that's just the succinct version of it. And one thing that I really enjoy about being in ACU is being able to meet people that I would have never met otherwise um, that's kind of outside of the UMass little bubble. Um, So I really appreciate to see how other universities run their operations and student activities, as well as their student unions. Um, It's just a really interesting opportunity and something that I really like to do. Excellent.
2: Zach? Sure. So again, the name is Zach Lomas. My pronouns are he, him, his. Uh, I work at Rutgers University of Camden, uh, but within ACUI, I currently serve as the education coordinator for region sevens. Um, and one of the the main reasons um, I really enjoy being a part of ACUI is kind of similar to what Cheyenne said, which is the community. Um, I think ACUI is, is one of the professional organizations within student affairs within higher education that is so community driven and really feels like like a family atmosphere. Um, one of my colleagues within our region, Region 7, um, once said at a conference that ACUI is one of the the few conferences you can go to and you know expect to to see your friends and, and give them a hug. You know, see someone you haven't seen in a while and give them a hug. Um, again, maybe not right now because of the pandemic, but um, that's one of the things that it really speaks to me about ACY and every time I go to an ACY conference, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm coming home. Um, and so that's something that uh, is really important to me and something I've really missed um, over the past, you know, uh, year and a half of not being able to, to see people in person. I love that
0: absolutely and i have to say that's the theme probably in all our conversations around that sense of family and it's really lovely to hear it coming through without any being prompted um and i hear you on the hugs bit, zach absolutely okay. um I'm a, I'm a big hugger um but so thanks for sharing that Shyan t- uh, and zach so i was just wondering um just for our um listeners as i was wondering if um uh, you could maybe outline the experience you've had in trying to plan out um, what is our first joint hybrid conference experience um, that's taking place this fall. Um, and I don't want, I'll start with you, Zach, if that's okay.
2: For sure. I think, you know, when the announcement was made from central office that we were going to be doing the the joint conference, it was I mean, certainly, uh, I can't speak for everybody, you know, a little bit of a shock, but also a little bit of like. Okay, this is a cool a cool opportunity. Um, like Cheyenne said, one of the things about ACY is you get to meet new people you get to meet people outside of your you know particular or whether it's your particular city or town that you're in. Um, and I think for for us or for me, this is a great opportunity to meet people outside of my region you know meet people in region 8 that I otherwise maybe would only meet at an annual conference and even then you know it's sparing you know your an annual conference, you're going to ad sessions, it's busy. Um, you don't get to meet a ton of people or work with them closely, so that's one of the things um, that I have really liked about this experience. Um, you know, he's not on our podcast today, but you know, working with Jose Reyes, who is um, kind of my counterpart part on the the Region Eight team, has been really awesome. Just getting to to bounce ideas off with him, um, work collaboratively with him, and it's been it's been nice to to feel like you know I have this larger team, especially since um, for for my position within Region Seven. Um, The structure is usually, it's really just one person kind of working on like the educational session stuff. I know for region eight, it's a little more of a larger team typically. So that's been nice to just have a little bit more of a team. Um, You know, I think at first it was, it was like a little bit worried about like, okay, are there going to be too many cooks in the kitchen? But I think so far it hasn't felt that way, which is awesome to just know, like, there's people here to support you. There's people here to bounce ideas off. Um, And again, you know, it doesn't feel like there's been too much, again, kind of confusion. It's just, it's been kind of pretty seamless and it's nice to have, you know, someone supporting you. So that's, that's what it's been like planning side. Um, the execution, obviously we still have to see what that looks like, um, but I think we have uh, some really fun ideas and um, some fun ways to get people to um, take part both virtually and hopefully in person.
0: Absolutely. And I can I just say, I think the, um, what you said, uh, we have a saying here in Ireland, I won't do the Irish version of it, but essentially says a good start is half the battle, you know, and certainly this from what I'm hearing from a lot of people, there's been a really good start when I think, that, considering it's our first hybrid kind of conference, joint conference, I think that's, it's a, that's, a, that's a really good sign. Sorry, Cheyenne. No, no,
3: totally okay. Um, so, I want to echo a lot of what Zach said. It's been really awesome. I will say it's really unique because I've only ever participated in a region eight conference. I was on the conference planning team the last two years, maybe. I don't know. I can't, my timelines are really off. So
1: okay, everyone's
3: are. yeah, I'm like, I've participated in conference planning teams. I really couldn't tell you some timelines or how long, but I've done it before. So it's definitely a unique experience. I think for me, I, I have a very operations focused brain. So like my thought process, like how are these going to be hybrid? What is the technology that's going to be available in person that we can have, um, a holistic virtual ex- or hybrid experience for our in-person folks and our, our virtual folks. And so that that's kind of things that I'm thinking about, especially in terms of like ed sessions and right now f- happening currently in, this building is at our first like real hybrid event. Um, And it's going pretty well, I would say for the most part, you know, there are obviously gonna be bumps in the road, but um, so I'm really hopeful that depending on what tech's available at, I think it's the University of Maryland, right? Um, whatever tech's available there I'm hoping that we can work with it so that you know for the ad sessions and all of our conference experience really that um, our virtual folks will be able to have the same experience as um, the in-person or as much as possible so yeah it's really exciting Um, it was a little nerve-wracking because you don't we don't know how the, the planning is great but like What you plan for and what you get is very different. So (laughs) I'm a little nervous, but I'm also excited. So I think it's going to be really awesome. And it's overall been a really good experience. And like Zach said, like Chrissy, who is the person her I work with, she's from, I forget what she's There we go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. SUNY Geneseo in New York. (laughs)
3: There we go. I was like, I totally forgot what um, institution she works for, but she's been really awesome. We've been, we're hoping to have a really good experience for our undergraduate and graduates um, in person and virtually. So I'm really excited about that. And she's been a really great partner um, in just working through all things that we can consider
0: for all of our attendees. So
3: I'm really excited about this
0: Brilliant. Um, and it is it is great, you know, th- there is a tendency, you know, we could have got caught up in the problems or the challenges that were facing us when we were given this announcement. And Zach, I think it was good that you, you know, it. it was a shock for some of us, um, you know, but what, what's been brilliant is that, people just then start to apply themselves, you know, and, you know, remembered we're part of that bigger family, I think. So, you know, and start to bring, you know, uh, you, as, as Shia said, a unique experience for our, our our members, which is brilliant. And can I just say, I should have said, Sarah, we have a big shout out for Jose as well. We love him as well. So it's great that uh, you're getting to to, to collaborate with, with Jose. So we absolutely appreciate the amount
1: of thought that both of your teams have put into planning the ed sessions for these two conferences. So let's give the people what they want. They want to know what they can expect from these ed sessions. So at least for region seven, and I I haven't been involved in these conversations. So um, at least for region seven, I think, or excuse me, region eight, some themes have been identified to help guide the ed session offerings. Can you talk a little bit about what those themes are, how they'll transcend both conferences, um, what people can expect from that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So basically how we came up with these were themes that members identified that they were interested in learning about. So that's where we got some of these ideas. So one of the first ones is building community through social justice. And I I know literally Zach and Ian were just talking about how like ACY is a community, it is a family, and how can we emphasize the unity, especially when you think about all the things that are happening, at least in the United States. And I know that there are similar things happening over in the UK. Um, I'm not as up to date in Ireland, so Ian, you could definitely fill us in, but just thinking about social justice, uh, how inclusive we are as student unions and the student activities professional and how we can guide our students through building community, right? Um, So that's one of our main topic focuses, which I'm really excited about. Um, It also focuses on our unity theme between the joint conferences of region seven and eight, because we are unifying. Um, So I don't know, I I like puns. And when you see it written out, it's just, I don't know, I think it's funny. Uh, (laughs) And then, um, like I said, I have very operations focused brain. So another thing that we considered was event management in the era of ambiguity. There is a lot that the entire country doesn't know what is going to be happening. But with the Delta variant, like there's a lot of event planning and how do you have events safely um, while still keeping people engaged and How do we work through that? There might not be a lot of answers, but there's a lot of opportunity to hear what your colleagues at different institutions are talking about and also students too, because students can also submit at sessions. Um, It's not just for professionals. And sometimes having the student perspective is super helpful when you're talking about different topics because like, yeah, I was a student like five years ago. like. the the world has changed in five years. So students, if you're listening, um, please submit ed sessions because your perspective is needed and it's how we advance what we're doing in higher education is with your perspective. So um, just like there's a lot that we don't know, but starting the conversations and being able to connect with your colleagues about what they're doing, it can help kind of spark ideas on what you can do for the fall or the future, really, because it's who knows, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and then the other theme that we identified, it's not as exciting, but it's definitely necessary. It's embedding assessment, evaluation and research into campus culture. I know that at UMass School our, you know, our structure has changed and so for us data collection is becoming really important and I know for different universities it's also going to be just as important knowing how many students are coming to your events. The other thing is thinking about contact tracing like we don't know what the future holds so figuring out what evaluation and assessment tools are people having for the students that are entering their student unions and having um, hosting events like how do we capture those students and then also keep them engaged but also making sure that if there is an outbreak, we can connect with those students, make sure we isolate as quickly as possible. Like what are people doing and having those conversations so we can kind of, just like I said, get an idea of what everyone else is doing. It's not as fun of a to- topic, but it's uh, definitely essential and really important for the future of higher education, making sure we're evaluating and assessing what student needs are and getting them getting them involved and all that kind of stuff, so. Yeah, so those are just some of the themes that we've shared. And obviously, you know, these are three major themes, but all any and all Ed Sessions are welcome. Um, And we do also, I think it's on our website there, you know, some topic ideas that you can talk about um, that relate to these themes that we also came up with. So it'll be on our website or on our Instagram. You can find it somewhere. It'll be somewhere for you.
2: Fantastic. I just want to bounce off of what Cheyenne said because um, she didn't mention it, but I, I know that the, their team was super um, intentional about this, but a lot of those themes were specifically related to ACUI strategic guideposts um, that went out. So, um, you know, I want to shout them out for for being strategic about that and thinking about, you know, what the, the association is prioritizing, uh, thinking about going to the future. Um, so again, just making that connection, absolutely important, um, again, if you're, if you're, Big into ACUI, you know, you'll kind of notice that that connection there. Notice how hopefully support, stuff. but absolutely submit um, and also think about. Uh, I just want to plug think about think about different ways to um, present sessions. Um, again, we know obviously it's typical you know, lecture style, um, great, but also whether it's a panel or something like that or, or different creative ways to to really engage um, members is always welcome. And always appreciated. Um, we know that people learn in different ways. Um, I think sometimes people really appreciate the the ability to to switch things up at a conference and and, and have a session that's really intriguing. so uh, one that's one fantastic,
0: day. brilliant. Can I just pick up on a couple of points to uh, just to highlight because this is something that always struck me when I went to the the ACY conferences is and I'm glad you mentioned Cheyenne it was about the fact that st- students as well as staff can present. And I, I and I always feel like whilst oh, it's I know we all kind of have those butterflies thinking about submitting and do but for me, I have to say it is a great opportunity to present at what we consider in Ireland, an international conference, a regional conference from ACI's perspective. But I always think it's just the beginning of a conversation that carries on in the corridors afterwards. You know, it's, whilst it sounds very formal, it's not as formal. It's really, it's a good way to kind of dive in and, and have that opportunity to present to your colleagues and to your peers. Um, and certainly I would echo that just get in there and just put, if you have an idea, just throw it in there. Don't worry about the delivery just straight away. Think about the, watch the, 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 the content. Um, and then I suppose, and it just brings home the whole family a bit, like I said, when it carries on afterwards, cause like I said, I just find then the conversations permeate throughout the evening, the day, and it's just brilliant. And what we've loved about ACUI, especially on Ireland and the UK side is, um, that those conversations, you know, we all think that we're we're having that problem ourselves, and then suddenly we start talking to colleagues in Ireland, in the UK, and think, oh, we're not the only ones. And then we kind of talk to our friends in the US and kind of go, they're having the same problems too. And suddenly, through all those conversations, solutions start to come out, which is absolutely fantastic. And that's another reason why we encourage people to engage with these conferences because they're conversations from, from from our perspective. Um, sorry, I just had to put in because they're, they're two big things for me. I think around the around the conference.
3: Yeah, Sorry, and I, no, no, no. I wanted to add. You actually said something that I was like, I definitely want to talk about. My first time ever presenting at a conference was in 2019, and I literally was so nervous. Like, and I was a grad student at this point still, and I was so nervous. I was like, I'm gonna fail. Like, there's because basically my supervisor at the time he was like, one of your goals is you have to present an ACI. Like, as a, as a grad student, I was like, God, you're really stressing me out. I don't really want to do this that much. Like. Um, <laughs> And I was just like, I was so stressed out. And it was a really great session. This It was a student session that we did. Um, and it was really awesome to just get to talk to all the students. It wasn't much different than the student employee training that I do with my student staff. Like, it's not different than if you're in a club or organization talking to your peers. Like, the, the people at HuI they want to hear what you have to say especially if you're a student um, and if you have a supervisor that you worked with like ask them to present with you be like, hey I'm really interested in this opportunity do you want to do it with me the more the merrier so um but it's okay to be nervous but it's not it's really not as nerve-wracking as it may seem because I was extremely nervous and I really didn't want to do it but I pushed myself and it was a it was a really good time it was worth it. So if anyone's nervous, that's okay. You just need a big picture idea. Maybe someone to present with you and you got this. And a supervisor to make you do it. Yeah. (laughs) And a supervisor to make you do it.
0: And And a few years later, you'll be on the conference planning team
3: you know, exactly it's very true here we are i think i'm still on the conference planning team at this point i just had never presented
0: great fantastic um zach and this might be a difficult question um to ask at this stage but i was just wondering um in terms of um the hybrid experience in dc um i was just wondering what what do you think attendees, attendees can expect around that hybrid experience and how will learning and connecting online in person work as, as you envisage it at the moment? Because I know things could change in between here and there. And again, people are, you know, thinking of different ideas and, how, and you've, you've put that call out just in, in what you said a few minutes ago to get and people to think differently about how they present. But from your perspective, how do you think the, is the hybrid experience in DC going to work? For sure. On
2: the ad the session side, um, which again is, is my area of expertise um, for the conference. Uh, definitely trying to find, like Cheyenne had mentioned, um, based on, you know, the technology afforded to us, based on our um, host sites, etc. Um, the best ways to to really engage with folks virtually, uh, make them feel like they're they're there, um, while understanding, obviously, you know, not everybody's going to be able to make it to D.C. Um, and also really trying to accommodate, you know, we know being in a joint conference with Reed, and hey, we know there are folks um, like yourself, Ian, who are gonna be joining us from the UK. So we're being very cognizant about, you know, the times that Ed Sessions are gonna be available to, to deal with the, um, uh, the the time difference to make sure that, you know, those things are available to you and you're not having to uh, zoom in um, at, you know, 11 o'clock at night. We wanna make sure that that's not something that's gonna be happening um, if we can, um, you know, work around that. Um, we wanna make sure that, you know, people feel like they're a part of it. Um, I know some of the kind of um, folks doing the, um, the kind of the engagement, that side of things are looking at ways to include maybe, um, you know, scavenger hunts where people can do like a photo scavenger hunt in their area um, and, you know, submit that and maybe win a prize that way. Um, So that way, again, you're not, at the conference physically, but you're still taking part in those types of activities and stuff like that to really feel like you're still part of that community. Um, I know that's something we at region seven did last year when our, the whole conference was virtual um, that people got a really a big kick out of, you know, hunt like go find these different things, submit your photos, um, and you know, if you complete it all, you'll be registered to win this prize or something like that. Um, so those kind of things, trying to find opportunities. Um, you know, we've been, we literally met yesterday to talk about kind of like really building out the schedule I'm talking about ways to, um, you know, offer opportunities for networking, um, what that might look like in person to include also some, you know, virtual opportunities for that. Um, But the learning and connecting online, um, I think is gonna really, you know, boil down to the Ed sessions and trying to make those, um, A, as accessible as possible virtually, um, and hopefully, again, based on technological um, abilities, um, figure out, can we, can we make it even interactive with people who are interacting or, or attending virtually? Um, we know, what does that look like? Um, and obviously a lot of that's gonna come down to what's available through um, University of Maryland, um, but we really do wanna make it, you feel like you're not just watching a webinar, but you're, you're there um, in the room. Um, and we also know that, you know, with the way that the pricing is set up and the way that the, the registration set up that, um, you know, well, even the people who are attending in person will also have the access and should hopefully be attending the, you know, all virtual component in November. Um, so some stuff will be kind of like linked. Um, I know there should be a student voices panel, I believe happening in the November session. Um, and we're gonna be having kind of a, a professional voices panel, um, kind of like a corresponding second piece that should be happening in the um, the DC experience, which again, will, I believe be, um, Accessible virtually, so those kind of things, where there's these kind of connections between the two different sessions, um, to make them really feel like, again, they're they're connected, um, and they make sense and they go together. Um, and again, same thing. I know Cheyenne um, has been working with Chrissy to talk about, you know, like case study competitions for, um, you know, the students, um, and how that'll work for for both different sessions. So, really trying to find those ways to to make them feel not like. Two different conferences that you know are under the same name, but make them really feel like a cohesive thing that just happened to be, have two different dates um, and be a really a two-part conference. Um, and as far as like the, the hybrid experience in DC, um, like we mentioned, like I mentioned, um, really trying to have a lot of the ed session stuff, you know, earlier in the morning to account for the time difference um, between here and the UK, um, and then using the um, evening time to offer some more opportunities for engagement, Um, And really also give people who do choose to attend um, in person an opportunity to really engage with the city, um, whether that's the institutions that we're going to be at again, um, obviously University of Maryland is going to be kind of our main host site. um, But we also have contacts and connections hopefully with, you know, George Washington University American University, Um, we're looking to hopefully um, reach out with with howard university um, which before the pandemic was supposed to be the original host of the um, our region 7 conference in 2020 um, but really try to, to, to you know feature those institutions um, as well as just the city of DC since we know that the people who attend you know in person are interested in that you know if you're if you're coming all that way you, you know you might want to see the monuments you want to see that kind of aspect of the city um, so want to give people an opportunity to do that as well um, and so that's kind of how it will work um, and hopefully give people the opportunity to, to really both engage virtually, but also obviously, you know, have the, the folks in person get the community feel that they I'm sure have um, over the past year and a half.
0: Thanks Zach. I I have to say as you're talking and as Sean is talking it just um, I don't know if anybody uh, remembers or has heard the quote saying there's two things you should never see how people make laws and how people make sausages um I think they should add conferences to that because to be honest um you know when you see the finished product you do not see the the work the passion the dedication that people put in the hard hours, the, the, I'll say the odd tear probably as well as people are tired trying to put all these things together. But I think what's clear and hopefully the listeners get that is, that, you know, the amount of thought that goes into to try and make sure that it's not just you will know, just throw out any old conference. We're trying to get uh, students and staff and members to engage, whether it be virtual or in person. And that's no that's no easy feat. It's hard enough doing it in person you know, and to do the, the two things, I just think is phenomenal. And like I said, you know, and it's, and when you see the polished uh, um, product, and I've no doubt it, would this, it will be the same in November and December in our parts one and two of our hybrid conferences, um, you know, for region seven and eight, that it will be the same, you know, so, but I, I think people hopefully are getting an idea of the level of commitment going into that behind here. and uh, So thanks for that.
1: And it really does sound like the experiences are going to be complementary. So I think that people will really appreciate that they can pick up something they may have learned from the first experience and then get that second part in the second week. So it sounds like it's going to be really great. And I really appreciate it, Zach, you made a point, like if you're in that hybrid room where there's folks online and in this space that you still feel like you're one community. You're in a very unique position trying to create community online and in person, but make it feel seamless and like it's one conference.
2: Wait. We really, that's thats our goal. Um, I think the only the only variable there is obviously, as always, uh, the technology. So hopefully it will play nice with us. Um, but obviously community is, I mean, that's what ACY is about, I think campus community. So we wanna make sure that that's um, what our conference, you know, um, embodies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think
1: if this last I, year has done anything, it's definitely, tested us and taught us
0: that that's probably the most important part of our ECUI connections as a community. Um, I should say, I, I, and I, we do appreciate that you're conscious of the time difference between the UK and Ireland, uh, but I'm, I'm I'm hoping, sorry, honey, I haven't taught, taught my wife about this, but, you know, I'm hoping I might be able to bridge that time difference by just being there. You know, it might, might make make things a little easier, you know. I might have to get Jesse to edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> God, because I, yeah, somebody says, yeah, did you hear your, your husband just said he's going to Washington in, in December?
3: <laughs> but, right you all
0: said, but you all said I could go. So if you're given permission, I think I should be allowed to go.
1: Yep. Absolutely. So uh, you have all shared um, some great information for folks to think about, whether it be submitting or just attending. Cheyenne, I'm interested to just hear from you. What do you think are just the key takeaways that people should leave this podcast remembering, thinking, feeling?
3: Remembering that this experience is going to be different, um, but in a good way. It, It opens up opportunities, especially thinking about like submitting for ed sessions. Like it opens up the opportunity to change around like what your presentation style might be. And it's a unique opportunity that you might not have In another capacity to kind of think outside the box so think outside the box for what you want to not only submit but also like how you want to present i know zach talked about it a little bit but like we are welcome and will accommodate any type of session that you want to do we're willing to help you out and kind of work with you on the format especially if it's going to be unique engaging and in-person and virtual friendly for all of our attendees um, that's even better and just submit your ed sessions, please. I think the de- the deadline's August thirtieth. Am I right, August Zach? 30th. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I should probably know off the top of my head. Well, I did, but I was just, you know, I just needed confirmation. Um, but yeah. So get those ed sessions in. I know that everyone waits until like the day before, but the sooner, the better. That would be really awesome, please. Um, so then we can build out an awesome schedule for you all and get that out to everyone as soon as possible. So.
1: Fantastic. Zach, anything to so, follow that
2: up with? Yeah, I think, I know Shania already mentioned it, but this is the point I just like to to really hit home. Um, really, if you are uh, an undergrad student, a grad student, and a new professional, you've never presented a conference before. I remember my first semester in grad school, one of my professors was like, oh, we have our, you know, our institutions, student affairs conference. If anybody wants to prove submissions are due this time, and I was like present? What, what would I present on? What, what do I have to share to people? And and looking back, you know, the next year I presented at an ACI regional conference with my supervisor and I, I'm with Cheyenne. I get, even now, I presented at annual conference. I presented at regional conference. I still feel like I'm going to pee my pants every time until um, <laughs> I start talking and then it's like better. Um, but it's not this, Thing that you you have you don't have to have a phd you don't have to be you know someone who's been in the field for 10 years you know you have something you're passionate about that's related to, to higher ed or student unions or whatever it is um and and you're willing to to share that information um with people go for it submit that ad session proposal um because we want to hear from it and like cheyenne said find a supervisor or someone who's presented before and team up with them my first time i presented with my supervisor And it made it a lot easier to feel like I was, you know, to feel comfortable doing it. Um, And then the next year, when I was uh, a new professional, I presented twice, once by myself, once with my, you know, current or current supervisor. And I felt comfortable to present by myself to, to you know, do my own thing. Um, So I think it just takes that, you know, first step of, you know, dipping your toe in the water. Um, And so, so take take the leap. Um, it is a great experience. It's a great way to to meet people, especially if you're looking to, you know, as a student or a grad student, get into the field. I met my uh, current supervisor at an ACRI conference. I went to his session. We talked about it afterwards. Uh, I ended up looking at higher ed jobs and said, oh, hey, that's the institution he works at. He was really cool. I would like to work for him. Guess what? I work for him now. Um, so again, you can meet your you know the person to get you your first job at an acui conference so take the take advantage of that um it really is a great community and um i don't know if i've ever met a person at acui who's been you know not willing to to uplift you and what you do so take advantage of that
1: awesome points
2: and perspectives
1: Zach. thank you for that you both i think made ed sessions feel attainable and relatable and something that everyone can be a part of um, and the impact is much greater than just running an ed session so thank you for those perspectives that was awesome and also congratulations we got through a whole conversation without using the words pivot or reimagine <laughs> did
0: anybody say on <laughs> I'm first in I mean. a year <laughs> No, unprecedented I don't think so no I think I don't we got to so there either.
3: I try to remove those from my vocabularies so
0: just done. This Just why well, we're not doing COVID bingo then
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well thank you both for that info before we let you go we have some fun quick fire this or that questions that we want to ask you both so I'll run through the list you have to answer first, it, like first answer that comes to mind, that's your response. Um, we'll start with Cheyenne and then Zach, you can answer after her. So the first question of this or that, you have a no-show student staff and you're doing a large event setup alone, or you have a no-show comedian with a packed house of students.
3: Cheyenne? No-show
1: comedian. No-show comedian, wow. Zach?
2: Uh, no-show student staff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm in the, on the student activity side, I can't imagine not having someone perform to a pack test of students.
3: And I'm on the operations side and setting up a large event by yourself. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. Guy. I'll take my student staff any day.
2: <laughs> I used to be on the operations side and there were times when I had like one person or whatever. I know it's hard but I also know, like, I can bust my hump and get it done or be a little bit late. But if I have no performer, I'm just like, I'm not funny enough to. Yeah,
3: exactly. People. <laughs> See, my thought process was like, get a movie, do something else, like give food out. Like, I'm just like, do something else like nah <laughs> Okay, sorry, I'm
0: I'm obviously in a universe that says this neither should happen. I want the comedian there. (laughs) I want my student staff there. Sorry, I'm a really nice guy, by the way.
1: Ian was not fond of the this or that (laughs) question.
0: No, I was, I was, no, I have to say I was kind of going, what is this? Is this scenario planning? I'm going, okay. (laughs)
1: Okay, next question. You accidentally delete uh, your student staff training PowerPoints. You're doing it from memory or you accidentally delete a client's presentation as you're preparing their computer for the event.
3: Uh, the student staff training PowerPoint. I can do that one in my sleep. No problem. The client, I have no idea what you have. I don't want to delete your stuff.
2: <laughs> okay. I appreciate that confidence. Yeah. I'm same same exact answer um, for pretty much the same reasons. I, I should know the student staff stuff relatively without having to look at it. Um, and also, even if I mess it up, it's like, I'm just messing it up for myself. But if it's a client, it's like, I feel really bad. And also it's like my student staff will hopefully be more forgiving to me than a client will be to me.
3: Yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> they Absolutely. have a little more grace sometimes.
1: <laughs> okay, do you prefer winter break or summer break?
2: Summer, every day, summer. Uh, summer break means baseball season, so summer break.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Zach, who's your team?
2: Um, I am a Yankees fan.
3: Oh, I know y'all huh. are from
2: U.S. Lowell, so if you're originally from there, I'm assuming we're not on good terms about baseball.
3: <laughs> well, statistically speaking, the Yankees are a better team than the Red Sox, so.
2: Historically. We like the better team. Not <laughs> this season, but historically.
3: Cheyenne, remember. Well, we don't want to talk like about this was.
1: season. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question. Appetizer or dessert?
3: Dessert.
2: Um, I'm going to go appetizer because, uh, chicken wing appetizers.
3: <laughs> hey, I just love like chocolate lava cakes, any, like, what are those cookie things? I would rather have that. So
1: You're sweet. you got a sweet tooth. As I was oh, writing yeah, this, I'm like, if, if someone asked me, I would just say both. Like, I can't pick.
3: Yeah, I would, my preference is both. Like I, <laughs> the whole, the whole five courses, you know, no, it's just not,
1: it's not the game. Not the name of the game. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, that wasn't too bad, was it?
3: No, I thought it was great.
0: Hope you enjoyed it. That's fantastic. So, look, thanks for joining. We're absolutely delighted to have you, and I have to say it was fantastic. Um, And I suppose we want to just thank the listeners for joining us today um, for the InfoDesk conversation about all things um, conference related with um, Cheyenne and Zach. And for more information on the conferences, you can visit the Region 7 or Region 8 websites as well as our Instagram account. So make sure you, you keep an eye on those for any updates. But thanks, a Amin, for uh, Zach and Cheyenne for joining us today. It's been absolutely fantastic.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank you.
0: Thank you. There you go.